very warm welcome to all our listeners. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you will enjoy this podcast. Hi Jinu, thank you so much for joining us on Blitz Business. Hi Ashish, thank you for having me here. Awesome. Uh so let's get started. So very uh, impressive profile Jinu when I was uh, uh, um trying to um look you up through Google and so I will I will um uh, you know uh, you help us tell us understand you know um uh, how you started your journey uh, first of all and then what made you start uh, your venture back in 2014 yeah well i i really have a long journey you know i and i started my journey very very young i was just 15 and uh, due to a major tiff with my father i had decided to leave home and uh, well uh, i landed up at a bombay central railway station uh, midnight uh, thinking that you know i had some kind of memory which uh, where i had seen people staying on the railway station so maybe in my mind uh, i thought ki oh people can go and stay there and uh, i was 15 i didn't know much about life um, i landed up at the bombay central station all alone with uh, 300 rupees in my pocket one pair of slippers and a shalwar kameez that i had and that's the day my journey actually started because i never went back uh, i stayed there for two days i was petrified i was i was crying i was i was just lost and then i spoke to a few people obviously most of them advised me to go back home uh, like uh, any adult would do to a 15 year old uh, but then i was I was a very headstrong uh, child so I had just decided you know I'm not going back home and from there I managed to find a job of a door to door sales girl Oh wow in uh, yeah, in Bombay itself in bombay itself yeah this was nearby to the bombay central railway station i found a lady who i who told me about this and because i was now you know i needed money to survive i i just had 300 rupees in my pocket and uh, i remember i bought one vada pav and uh, uh, that was 5 rupees and i was wondering that you know how many days will this this 300 rupees last and how much how much will my <laughs> life go on with this 300 rupees mm. so and then i needed to work f- to survive like i mm. was i was basically working on daily wages mm. and thankfully i found this job of a door to door sales girl which i say is one of the toughest job for anyone because uh, i you know those uh, back in those days uh, people used to have those heavy bags and people could enter any building ring the bell and try to mm-hmm. sell mm-hmm. you know, stuff right that's the door to door sales i'm so talking what, about what were you se- what were you selling uh, this is the plane i was selling knives coasters uh, floor cleaners all the basic utilities you know uh, this is one place where people are uh, paid on uh, commission basis there is no basic salary here uh, it's commission it's uh, and this did not require much like they i went to that office and they said okay if you can sell you will make money if you don't sell you will not make money well uh, 
<laughs> when they tell us about this whole thing uh they make it sound very positive that you know everyone <laughs> needs this stuff floor cleaners are used in every house every house that you will knock will buy your stuff and uh, and you know i was like super charged and i was like ha ha i'll be able to do this <laughs> and <laughs> finally i take that bag um, a heavy bag on my shoulder and i was 15 i had no clue like what is really happening in life i just knew one thing that i am not going back home and that's all what i knew so i take that bag with those floor cleaners knives and all that all of that and i go and i enter a building i ring the first bell and that lady opens the door looks at me looks at the bag and before i utter a word she slams the door on my face oh, and that was bad that was uh, you know that that's the worst feeling actually and in the door to door sales the success ratio is very less you know it's like 2 to 3% kind of success ratio so if i go and if 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 i go and so say knock 100 doors i might make two or three sales mm-hmm. uh, in an entire day not not more than that sometimes even one and this door slams is 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 you know something which becomes a part of your life Uh, so also it uh, it makes you very tough it makes you uh, i think ready for life so it makes you shockproof i i that's what that's the term i use uh, so this went on and um, i had also found a place a small a small dormitory where i was sharing this place with like about 25 women uh there was one washroom 25 women and just a mattress and um, one one can of water is what they give so that's how my journey started and, and i think uh, uh, uh selling always teaches a lot irrespective i mean and door to door to door is much more difficult i can imagine so it, it, is it when you started um when you first venture back in 2014 uh, um you were very aware of the fact that selling is very important it's a very hard job and um what was it like i mean did you focus more on the product or you wanted to be more aligned in sales perspective distribution perspective i mean what was that sort of feeling um you know what is that um uh, where did you started the focus more on when you started building luckily i did i was more, more more focused on product because i have uh, i had i have such a large experience i've been i've been working now for 24 years because i started very young and uh, with all that experience one thing i've understood is if you have a right product sale ho jayegi <laughs> you you need to focus on the product so when i started i focused on the product and when with journey obviously sales was always the prime uh, thing because uh, we are bootstrapped we are profitable so sales is something that you know we always focus on well um, you know going back to the journey uh, so from there on this this went on for few years and i was working as a door to door and i was getting better 
I had more confidence. I could, I I could deal with the road slams and take it with a pinch of salt every day. I think that was a very <laughs> that was a very big learning. So I was I was okay with like you know eighty rows getting slammed on my face almost every day. But uh, but at that time, I mean, it was tough. It was very 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 tough. Then I also you know to meet my ends, I used to work as a waitress. Uh, then I worked as a telecaller, and I remember then I got a job at um, at a apparel store. Now this apparel store used to sell in, in everything, starting from like a two hundred rupee to a five thousand rupee kind of a product. And my job was uh, just to meet and greet the customers, and then uh, show them what they like. Now this is where I practically learned sales. You know, I understood consumer behavior. I understood that different people have different likings, budgets, uh, and also different style. You know, most important. That's something I. That was something I learned there. Mm-hmm. So that Hello? was. So that was your sort of the. Um... That sort of primed you, if I can say so, for your next venture, or that was the motivation. You know, when you were working at that apparel store, you sort of realized um, this is what you want to do. No, or I, was that I, I was too young at that time. I don't okay. think I. <laughs> so my that moment came much, much, much later in life oh. because uh, well, I worked in this apparel store, got some great experience, worked there for about four years, and later then. Fast forward a few years, I got married. Uh, then I got then I participated in Gladrax Mrs. India. Mm-hmm. Now this was my first interaction with fashion. Okay. This is where I saw you know how a fashion jewelry could just transform the look of a person. And every time that at Gladrax, you know, we all would dress up and have our makeup on and the beautiful outfits on. Finally, there would be a stylist who would come and give us the right jewelry for the look, and I always saw that, and I found it very interesting that you know how a piece of jewelry could complete the entire look and bring the whole thing together. So, this thought again stayed with me, mm-hmm. because also this was a most beautiful experience. Because before that, I could I could never afford fashion or never could I had zero interaction with fashion before this. Uh, so this is where the love for jewelry started and the love for fashion started. Uh, but then again, I uh, did not start the jewelry brand just after that. Uh, I uh, post that I got into corporate merchandising. In corporate as merchandising, your, I was dealing as your with own like, venture or uh, working with someone. Yeah, that was my own venture. Okay. That was my own venture. Uh, so I got into corporate merchandising, and I was working with some of the top corporates of the country. You know, Sony, Star, ESPN, Pranarika, Sam Miller, uh, Fosters, uh, like so, so many, so many brands I was working with. Now this was a very beautiful uh, journey because here I was interacting with some great minds. You know, all the marketing heads of all these big brands that we hear about, and. I I I always wanted to learn, you know. I want to know more about every subject. So this is where I learned about branding. This is where I understood marketing, and from different different brands, different brand heads, you know. So this was very interesting. 
this was the time I decided. Now I also, you know, the whole branding thing, owning a brand or starting a brand was very fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like a different world. Uh, so uh, in 2014, that's when all the sales experience that I had and the fashion journey that I had and the whole marketing experience that I got with corporate merchandising, mm-hmm. I put all of it together and decided to start a brand. So let me ask you this thing, uh, Chino. So, so what is, um, when you look at into the current scenario of startups and ecosystem, people starting just out of college is getting funding versus, I mean, how will you say, uh, you know, people believing in this sort of quote unquote overnight success or right. And versus, you know, your experience, how do you sort of, uh, how do you analyze this sort of scenario like um, like uh, people building businesses overnight not not so overnight but at very young age and and versus someone who brings a lot of experience who has done things on ground and then building something so uh, see the difference would be uh, see in the current scenario it's not just it's it's not about people just coming out and starting today's ecosystem supports that right there are there are several and several companies uh, overall who once a startup once somebody st- decides to you know do a, a d2c there are hundreds and thousands of companies who are there and like a back end support whether it's your logistic whether it's your like any even even your product development for that matter even so there are so many companies now so today is what people are able to do is because of the current ecosystem uh, which was never there before. And somebody like me who come with this kind of massive experience, I think the differentiator is this is the reason that we are bootstrapped and profitable. No, This is the biggest reason. We we still are not funded. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and from day one, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, do, do you plan to raise any funds? You know, uh, like currently, uh, not soon because uh, see our customers love our product uh, our repeat rate is really really high uh, and we are profitable so not now and also you know the current scenario where everyone is talking about the funding winter what what i was able to build with was only because of Vihana, because of the kind of experience i had because the fundamentals were very clear from day one i you know, companies who are whose fundamentals are clear, like you know, businesses are were always done to make profits. I think this got lost somewhere in between for a few <laughs> years, <laughs> right? And and today when I today when I read so many stories and you know I I read so many articles where people say, oh, we have to focus on profits. I was like, why weren't we doing it before? <laughs> So that's so that's the difference I think uh, which which happens and we have been uh, so we see we have been very conscious with our money which which I think any entrepreneur should do funded or not funded you have to be conscious with money uh, you need to make sure that every x that you are uh, spending you get x plus y uh, 
so these are certain basic fundamentals uh, that that someone has to follow and thankfully i followed it and the kind of experience i have i kept working on it time and again and that is why with being bootstrap with a very lean team we are able to create one of the one of the most loved jewelry brand in the country yeah so you asked me a question on you know whether you focused on the product or you know the sales so when i started i actually uh went and surveyed across the country i met artisans from across the country i worked so much on the product there was so much of research that was done that to a level that the mall that i was planning to launch in i went and sat there for almost 3 months every day just to see what kind of customers come there mm-hmm. and to get the store in that mall was also non hana not easy i i i chased the mall manager for almost 6 months so you know that's the kind of research which has gone in and all of this takes time so what was the uh, so currently first is how do you guys operate is it like do you have stores or you also operate through online and what's what's the mode but it's omni channel no today we are a 100% online brand uh, no today we are a online 100 uh, sorry today we are a 100% online channel uh, we only sell on online but we had started with offline because at back then you know the the e-commerce wasn't so big so do you plan to have go back to the offline space anytime soon or you plan to stick to the current online channels because we have seen in the past many brands now maybe the uh, time more of a... offline also yeah yeah it's it's for the presence it would be more of a experience uh, more of a experience based but yes sales is is online you know that's what i would want to focus on but yes few flagship stores uh, few experience centers for sure and what 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 has been chino what has been the most difficult aspect i mean coming from this immense experience and um, starting this thing what has been the still uh, what will you say was the most challenging aspect when you started this out uh, this brand uh, what was that sort of the most challenging aspect you faced during so when i started rubans So when I started Ruvans I think the most challenging was um, also as a woman you know uh, what becomes very important is uh, explaining people that you're not here to you know you're not here just I mean it's 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 not a hobby for you it's like a serious business I think the, the first step is always that but yes talking about the challenges for business I think first was the sales initially uh, the uh, the sales becomes very very big concern but with time today or for any entrepreneur i think getting talent getting the right people building the right team is a very big challenge for us and 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 and, and i see that across because you need few that like minded people who are who are actually uh, chasing the same goal and to find those right people in the team is a very big challenge and where do you manufacture like your products uh, how does it work so we work with a lot of artisans from across our products are all handcrafted uh, and we get them made in different cities so we have people uh, we have factories in 
Jaipur, like so interiors of Rajasthan basically, then Kolkata, because Kolkata Karigars are one of the best uh, Karigars in the country. Uh, so we work a lot uh, a lot with uh, Kolkata Karigars. Uh, they create some of our gold-plated uh, lines, which are, which, you know, uh, well, if you keep it next to a real gold piece, it will just look the same. That's <laughs> the kind of finishing they're able to give. <laughs> and then Bombay, Delhi, of course, becomes the big hub. And what are your sort of plans for expansion or what are your thoughts on that front? Expansion, yes, we are coming up with our silver jewelry. So that is one expansion that we are working on. And we're also adding bags too. So we want to become like an accessory destination for our customer. So we are adding the handbags, the party handbags, not the formal ones. Mm -hmm. uh, the party handbags, then, you know, the belts that they need with their, with their tires, all of that. And do you currently... Uh, cater to Indian market or you do international exports also or, or you want to do that on that front? So we do both uh, but uh, currently obviously India is a very very big market for us and that is what we focus on but yes there's a certain part of exports that we do. And in terms of design so how does it work I mean um, how do you get that sort of inspiration or what is the process for you guys to um, get, um, you know, refresh your inventories and um, um, how do you go about that? <laughs> so uh, we, I have designers who work, work with me uh, and inspiration comes from... You know, there's a detailed uh, research which is done. We are coming. Uh, inspiration comes from anything. You know, sometimes you're just sitting, and sometimes a beautiful flower is an inspiration. So my team keeps coming up with certain ideas. Uh, do and then uh, and then we brainstorm on it. We create some sketches, and then we give it to our artisans, and we work around that. Mm -hmm. Um. And, and you sort of mentioned, right, so there is this theme in the market, right, wherein uh, you just talked about, right, when the companies in the last couple of years, there was focus on growth, now there is focus on profitability, right, there's this sort of shift happening. But for a company like yours, which you say yeah. uh, is profitable already, I mean, I mean, when, when does someone decide, you know, this is the right opportunity to go at the current speed versus to push, you know, uh, put your foot down and look for growth if you're already profitable. I mean, how does that someone, how does that decision happen, right? How do you take such calls in terms of at what speed you want to run uh, your business? See, I think there has to be a balance and the life is all about that, right? Anywhere, anything that we do, there has to be a balance. Uh, so anything that we will do in terms of like only running behind profitability and ignoring the growth or the vice versa is going to create a problem. So I think in life is all about creating a balance. And I think I was um, lucky that we could strike that balance on the right time and maintain it. That's very important because we have been growing by more than 100% year on year and we are still bootstrapped and we are still profitable. And when you look so, back, you know, also sure, a good, 
yeah go ahead yeah please yeah so also what happens is if you are if your fundamentals are clear and if you are a profitable business then you can actually do without chasing uh, chasing the external funding you can you can actually build a great business with chasing your customers like you know working with your customer rather than chasing your investors this even this can be a thought so this was a thought for us that i would rather work a lot on my customers rather than working for my investors or you know chase my investors or go find one so we didn't want to do that and we still grew by more than 100% year on year like a covid year uh because we were so uh, because we had the understanding on the market like so we were always into much heavier jewelry you know more of a wedding jewelry and stuff and uh, during covid we realized that people are actually going for house parties and you know people are not going for a bigger functions uh, so what they will need is they will still wear jewelry women still wants to look good uh, so but what they will opt for is maybe a little more minimal jewelry and with this little research that we did and we came up with a new collection we launched a very beautiful minimal collection and we actually doubled our sale during covid period wow that's very impressive um, because so, no one would have thought right <laughs> it yeah. also you jewelry is required or people are wearing it Yes, jewelry is always required. Only thing the style changes, and uh, you know that is something uh, we work on very closely. We understand what 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 does a woman really want? How is she really styling herself? So she needed jewelry, but she didn't need heavy pieces because she was only meeting say five or six couples at a at at a home party, versus a place where you know she wanted to just stand out with like hundred people. So. we 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 worked around it and it was a massive success for us and when chinu you look back so this is like one of my favorite question i always ask everyone <laughs> so when you look back um, your last 24 years yeah. of experience and um um uh, what is that few couple of things you wished you know if you have known before you would have done differently you know if you can go back in time and and do things differently i'm sure there must be couple of them but what is it like from your perspective you feel you know if you had if you can go back in time you would have done differently uh, in this journey of yours oh this is such a such a beautiful uh, question but um, well for me um no i don't think there's anything that i want to do differently because for us uh, ruvanses build with the experiences that i have had you know the understanding that i have had for whether it's consumer behavior whether it's sales whether it's marketing so i think every aspect of my life at every time even though i was struggling and i was in a miserably like struggling i was in a miserable state <laughs> but even those days is prepared me to be what i am today so i don't think i would want to go and do anything differently <laughs> great chinu uh, <laughs> great so, talking so you know uh, i'll i'll actually give you one one more example uh-huh. of um, so as i told you that you know a door to door sales just makes you just makes you shockproof it it just makes it prepares you for the worst in life so uh, 
two years back, uh, three years back, we had a massive uh, fire in my office, which so my entire stock, entire office, studio, laptops, everything turned into ashes. It was a very oh massive fire. Oh. And un- unfortunately, we were not insured. So uh, three years back, we actually lost everything that we had made in so many years because we lost everything, our stocks and everything. Well, uh, this was massive setback, actually. But because I've gone through, you know, so much and seen so much in life that I obviously I was I was numb. I was crying. I, I was broke. But then I got up in like an hour. I started working the same day because I knew one thing that I can rebuild this. I haven't lost anything. And I had, I knew that I had the power of rebuilding something. And with this thought, I remember I went to my team, my entire office is ashes. It's black. And I'm standing there and telling my team that tomorrow morning we report again to my home and we are working from my home. And I know my team was just looking at me thinking that, you know, ma'am, ma'am is not fine. <laughs> with her. <laughs> but then uh, uh, three months from there, we were, um, we started working the same day and uh, within 15 to 20 days, we were live again. Three months from that, we were back to our pre-fire numbers. Six months from there, we doubled our numbers. Wow. So this was... This, so, you know, <laughs> this was like, like one door got shut again, coming back to the same sort of analogy. And you were Yeah, like, <laughs> this was like massive. This was like going back. Yeah, this was as good as going back to that Bombay Central Station and, you know, sitting there thinking that now life is over. But... I think you know when you when you when you when you're so low and you re you build something you have that power you have that confidence and you know that you'll be able to do this and the experiences that I've had is made me so strong today uh, if I did not have those experiences would I have got completely shattered with this fire 100% yes would I have a power to start the same day? Maybe no. 100% no, actually. I would have taken a week. I would have fainted, got hospitalized, and <laughs> then taken a week to at least come back. <laughs> so, I, I, I think it's, um, it's all the experiences, good, bad, low, which builds, which builds you. And that is the case I mean, for Hannah. For me, it has been like that. And that's the journey, I think, for every human being. I know that's great. It's the lows know. which yeah. will teach you much, much more than absolutely. your highs. No, absolutely. That's very true. And, you know, it's always such a pleasure, you know, when you get to get a chance to talk to people like you, to always, you know, we can always appreciate and learn. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for uh, for your insights and you know um, um, sharing your journey with us. It was such a pleasure in terms of um, how uh, how someone can build again uh, even after the fire and everything, and how you started. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. Really, really nice talking to you. Pleasure to be here on this podcast.
Awesome. Anything you wanted to share, Chinu? If I have missed something, uh, to our listeners, final words. Um, final words would be, you know, the one thing which I uh, for the budding entrepreneurs, because um, uh, because I meet a lot of young entrepreneurs, and you know, people come to me with to take advice on you know what do they really should do. There is one thing which I want to tell uh, the young entrepreneurs is that you should chase the purpose and the sector that they are passionate about, mm. because even at the even at your worst, because lows will come. Entrepreneurship is is more of lows than highs. Highs only come after three years. First three years is only lows. <laughs> so you know, even in, so even in your lowest, you still or even at your worst. it is your passion and the love for the subject which will keep you going and you need that so just follow follow something that you're really passionate about it could be fashion it could be agriculture it could be just any sector but just follow that i think that's a very important point because ultimately the motivation you will lose out of steam right i mean if you are not passionate about doing something and if you are only yes. chasing numbers and you won't be able to handle the lows so yeah that's that i think that's an excellent point yeah perfect great awesome thank you so much you know for your time 